Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The sport is just going to die if they don't break the designated hitter to the National League. We got fresh frozen <laughs> strawberry margaritas, and Terry's bringing us chips and salsa all night long. Nick's hips do not lie. Yeah, I got a MF wagon. Like, <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> the Washington Nationals are the world champions. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Half Street High Heat. You can find them wherever your podcasts are downloaded or sold. With me, as always, is Ray Knight. Uh, Johnny, I think this is going to be a great episode. I do. They're going to talk baseball, Johnny. And the baseball is the reason they talk and what they talk about. I think that's important to talk about baseball. And if you're a baseball podcast, you're going to end up talking lots of baseball. Well, that's awesome. Thank you very much, Johnny and Ray. Bob Carpenter with you here. And now, let's start the show. Hello, heaters. Welcome to a very special episode of Half Street High Heat. It is our 100th episode, which seems crazy. I can't believe we've been doing it long enough for that. It's also very special because on the pod someday is today. Monty is joining us. Um, I'm also, of course, joined, as always, by my opprobrious co-hosts, Nick and Ryan. Uh, please be sure to find all of us on Twitter. You can check out the show account at Half Street High Heat and get all of our handles there. And uh, don't forget to check out the website at halfstreethighheat.com. Uh, lots of good stuff out there this week. Great articles. There was also another great uh, video on the rundown with Half Street High Heat on YouTube. If you missed that, make sure you check it out. And uh, it's great to talk to everybody. How are you guys doing? I missed the last episode. I don't know what opprobrious means, but I hope and it's, it's an appropriate definition for Ryan mm-hmm. and myself. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> see what i did there i see i see yeah. you're you made a pun i did i did the highest form of humor right ryan yeah takes oh, a while <laughs> takes takes an intellectual you know shack is dead now so that means ryan likes puns that's no, that's, right that that's... that wasn't a shack stick that's just a ryan <laughs> thing <laughs> r.i.p shack every time we talk about shack r.i.p shack moment of silence so monty Welcome Wasn't this of a moment of silence as I, I would have wanted, but it, it's been a week. I feel like we need to move on with our lives. No, the grief <laughs> process as a counselor, you know, I I can say the grief process should take as long as it takes. You know, there's five stages of grief. I don't know if you've ever heard this before. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> Maybe my grieving process didn't take as long as yours is all. <laughs> yeah, and that's perfectly fine. Everyone needs to take the time they need. Because Amanda's the one who snitched on me. Yeah, what did she, you get was it so it was a uh it was cop it was copyright it, but it wasn't from a long time ago yeah 2019 that's ridiculous it's an and they're just cr- i kept war. thinking they were going to give you the account back but i guess at this point i i haven't heard back yet i just i just want it back because i have a really funny tweet and that's all i want 
I just, like, can I just have one last tweet? I had a really funny tweet playing. As, as a partial architect of that tweet, I would very much like to see it come to fruition. All right. Well, so all of you people have that to look forward to if Ryan gets the account back. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. All right. Well, welcome to the pod, Monty. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I'm uh I'm really happy to be here. I'm I I, I wanted to let you guys talk a little bit because I'm still just kind of enjoying the moment. <laughs> <laughs> He's soaking it all in. You know the, those uh, pictures of like um, the athletes that stay on the field like hours after everything. That that's Monty right now. Yeah, it's like Ryan Kerrigan after that last game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're, he, you know, Monty's just a duck on the pond right now. You know, he's calm on the surface, but beneath the surface, he, he's paddling Those a mile a minute. Monty, going down there. <laughs> Monty was that lifetime, just like barely making it through the, the minor leagues of hockey, finally gets called up, and his team's he's playing, Robinson. His team's playing he's in Canada, <laughs> and he forgot his passport on the way to the airport. But Monty is finally here on the pod someday, March 11th a day that everyone will remember. I couldn't remember the opposite of infamy. infamy. What is it? For me? Yeah, it's a day alone for me. <laughs> no, it's out for me. <laughs> Unfamy. No, that would be a synonym. Anyway, it is yeah. a great day. We're happy to have you on the pod, Monty. Thank you so much. And uh, that was a very tortured metaphor, Ryan, but I think probably we could have used like a minor league baseball reference seeing as how this is a baseball I mean, podcast. Clint Robinson was a 30-year-old rookie, so... You know, hopefully Monty goes on to have a better career than Clint Robinson, but, you know, he might be similar in that they both will probably block Shaq at some point. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I could do that. I, I'm wearing his shirt right now. I don't think I could ever block Oh, Shaq. wearing the shirt for the podcast recording. I like it. <laughs> I have so many shirts at this point that I always find myself wearing one, you know, while recording. And it's, not, we don't even have video on our Zoom call, so it's not like it you know, has any weight to it, but I always, just, I'm wearing the, the very rare one of three half street high heat and Chili's collab right now that, <laughs> nice. that got, that got suspended after, you know, a couple, a uh, couple of shirts sold. All right. Well, let's get into our new, we're going to do a new segment here, the quick pitch. And our quick pitch question tonight is what MLB organization deserves to be relegated? Um, All of them. No, it's easy. The Orioles, because one, Ooh. they suck. Two, they're not even trying. That's the thing. Like, at least the Tigers, you know, like, they're trying. They just hired, like, A.J. Hinch. They're trying to rebuild. The Orioles have no idea what they're doing. They're just annoying everyone. Um, they optimistically said they're going to have 50% capacity in their stadium. They haven't had that attendance since 2016. <laughs> they so wish they could have 50% attendance in their stadium. Bless their hearts. They're not even trying. They suck. Um, keep Just give someone else your uniforms because uniforms are pretty nice. But see ya. There's actually a team that's uh, more notably and well-documented not trying than the Orioles, and that's the Mariners. Um, I mean, with all the stuff with their their GM literally saying they're holding guys back because they won't take team-friendly deals, um, you know, that's pretty, you know, blatant evidence of not trying. They have the longest playoff drought in baseball. I think this is, what, year 21, year 20, something like that, and uh, they've never won a World Series either. So, you know, th that's pretty telling of a failure of a franchise so seattle getting the boot first the, the supersonics now the mariners okay i was gonna go pirates and not not just because they suck although obviously they suck but i went back and i went and looked up the payrolls for major league teams over the past like decade plus 
and they click, have been in- click harder. You might find it. Well, I'm pulling it up. I know my, <laughs> my clicking is super loud. I don't know why. Anyway, in the last decade, they have been in the bottom 10 of payroll, usually the bottom five every single year. They're clearly not trying. And I know that like some owners are richer than others, but they clearly just have no intention of ever saying, Hey, this is a year where we've got some good, you know, young talent. We're going to go out and get some veterans and free agency and see what we can do and try to make a push. Like they never, ever, ever try. Plus I hate the Penguins. So anything that would hurt Penguins fans, like (laughs) losing their baseball team, I'm on board for that. Wouldn't that help the Penguins though? Because more fans would divert hardcore into Penguins. It's the same fans. Like Pittsburgh sports fans love all the Pittsburgh teams. So you would be hurting them by taking their baseball team away. I don't think. Not true. 10 years ago, 10 years ago, Pittsburgh almost lost the Penguins because they couldn't sell any tickets. Never forget. Hmm. I I got to go with Miami. I know they're trying a little bit harder than the teams we're talking about, but they had a literal GoFundMe for employees. <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent That point. their own manager donated to. Right. Like, yeah. Like, not I, the actual just, hell. <laughs> right. They don't deserve to be a major league franchise if they're, if they're pulling that off. Right. And they can't so. get 10,000 people in their stadium on a regular basis. So. Right. Yeah. I was doing my, uh, so a little, little self plug, uh, no shame here. Um, I'm, I was doing my the first of three parts of my MLB stadium rankings, and I was doing research on Marlins Park, and you know the capacity that Marlins Park has is just way more than it needs to be, <laughs> just way more. I'm pretty sure it's like thirty six thousand, and you know they don't even average like ten. So. Yeah, they, I think they approve like twenty five percent in twenty nineteen. They average like twenty percent. Uh, the tickets sold, which is so sad. Well, it's the same reason the Rangers uh, are allowing a hundred percent because they know, they <laughs> they know they're not going forty percent. So <laughs> it's it's all going to work out the same. Yeah, I you know how that when you see like a Whole Foods that's in a downtown area, it's like a tiny little Whole Foods. Where if it's in the suburbs, it's like a giant huge warehouse. I feel like they could have built a stadium that was like the equivalent of the inner, you know, the city sized <laughs> Whole Foods. And that would have been better, and that would have been so glaring that they can't fill that thing up at all. It's my well, – they'll, they'll read it tomorrow because the first one drops tomorrow, but that's my problem with Chase Field where the Diamondbacks play. That place feels like a cavern. Like, that place is so huge for no reason whatsoever, and the Diamondbacks aren't very relevant either. But Their, their owner said their stadium's too big for the market, and he wants a smaller stadium. It was the, he knows it. Fun fact, it was the first stadium in the United States with a with a um retractable roof. It needs to, it needed it with the the heat out there. At least it's a dry heat, unlike true. You know, true. You know what? I lived in Las Vegas for a while and all this talk about a dry heat being better. Like obviously the humidity <laughs> here sucks, but like no, you know what else? hundred and twenty degrees is a hundred like that's you know what else is a dry heat? An oven. Like dry heat still sucks when it's like hundred and twenty or hundred and twenty five. I'd rather have 90 and humid than 120 and dry i would just wouldn't have it i would simply go elsewhere i'm built different you're in florida it's hot and humid there yeah but it's not 90 90 and humid once it's 90 and humid i'm out if my wife is you know still staying she's getting left behind so <laughs> very nice yeah yeah, she's going to love to hear that. So. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to keep muting you because my son just came home and brought me a Dairy Queen Blizzard. 
So I'm going to have to be eating that while we're while we're recording. That's fine. The less you talk, the better I, I'm a, I am. So. Wow. Somebody's a little salty this evening. I can fill the space. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Monty. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. So let's do a little uh, follow up to which team deserves to be relegated. If one of these teams got, let's say they're, they lost their team, what city would would deserve to get a team? Yeah, so the, the premise of this draft is basically, you know, if you, I, I think the best example is like a franchise mode on, on Madden, but you're the owner, so you could pick, you know, your city, your stadium, your uniform, team name, all the above, right? Um, so that's basically, you know, what, what we're doing here. We have five categories, city, stadium, team name, uniform, and face of the franchise. So five categories five rounds and it doesn't matter what round you take each category in. So if Ryan gets first pick, he might want to go city first and Amanda, if you have second pick, you might want to go team name or whatever. So just as long as you have all five categories does not matter the order, but obviously we're going to throw this up on Twitter because there has to be a winner for every single thing we do. Usually Mm -hmm. it's not Amanda, Um, but you keep saying that except lately. It's not really very true. One time. It's not been one. It's been three. No, it is not. It has so. No, it is not. All okay. right. So I have my random list generator. I'm going to randomize this. And the order is, oh, wow, his debut. First pick, Monty. Second pick, me. Rigged. Third, third pick, Amanda. I will take a picture right now. Third pick, or third pick, Amanda. And fourth pick, Ryan. This is and bullshit. Obviously, a snake <laughs> draft. So... All right, it's so uh, mad. Monty, you can, you can uh, start us off, pal. Honestly, I'm not really worried at all about any uh, where I'm picking in the draft, so I'm just <laughs> going to go with my strategy here. Um, I wanted to. I'm going to start with the city. Um, I was looking. I want to take some fans away from the Braves. I want to add a team in the South. Um, I could go oh, with Charlotte. Or I could well, go with. Char- let me let me clarify. You can do any city. So even if uh, a team currently exists, you know, if you wanted Atlanta, you could take Atlanta. That's the way we're doing it. Awesome. I'm still going to go with this city because I, I love this city. I could have gone Nashville, Charlotte. I'm actually going to go with New Orleans. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, love New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, a big reason is, you know, it's a unique city. They don't have a baseball team already. It's in the south. Um, try and take some Braves fans away. Um, and then also it's, we love food on this podcast, right? And so, uh, I love Cajun food. So that was also, uh, that was a, a wee, by the way, it was, I, <laughs> am I, is he not I, on the podcast right now? Yeah, I mean, it's I, we, I, right? Yeah. <laughs> just, just act like he's always been here. <laughs> I have, I've just been lurking. Hey, fake it till you make it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, New Orleans. I like New it. Orleans. All right. Um, Man, this is tough because obviously you don't want to lose your pick, but I think for something like team name, I can wait a little bit because it's just not as important as as some other things. I'm going to go city as well, and there's a couple different factors I had in mind. Obviously, market is uh, a big one. Um, You know, that takes you to New York and L.A. I'd lean L.A., but I don't like the big city. And California has taxes, but if it's a good enough place to live, you will draw people there. And I'm going to go to the best place to live in the United States. I'm going to take San Diego because I think it's just, you know, it sells itself. 
and you know in this hypothetical i'm the richest owner alive so i can pay you know everyone's taxes for them nice yeah i dig it okay um which one do i want to go with first i guess i'll go with city too and I'm gonna um, pull the Homer card on this one. I'm, I'm going DC. I love DC. I grew so up here. Annoying. I love this city. I love it. I like the baseball fans here, so I'm sticking with DC. Ryan, can you do me a favor? Can What's you up? can you can you uh, draft Juan Soto so Amanda doesn't? <laughs> Not my. It wasn't my first one, but it's he's on my list for sure. You don't. You don't want a team in Winchester? <laughs> I wish. Problem is not a big enough market. There wouldn't be any fans. I would put one here just so that I could get to the games easily, but that seems like... Well, apparently from Winchester to anywhere else in Virginia, it only takes like 20 minutes according to Amanda's map, so it doesn't matter. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I like D.C. I think D.C. is a great town. I like the I like the mall. I like all of the the... The landmarks, I love the tradition of having the 4th of July game early so everybody can come down and do the do the fireworks. I think D.C. stinks. Well, disagree. Yeah. D.C. sucks. I'm also tired of this whole, I'm going to pick whatever people are going to vote for thing you and Nick do. Um, that's a whole I did separate... it once. Okay, you also have like five total accounts to vote on, so it's different. But <laughs> I got uh, back, you do back now picks too. here. Um, I don't. I have one Twitter account. Cause oh, but I gave you the Half Street High Heat login. I literally logged out. And you personal. So we have the same amount. We have the same amount. Wow. Uh, no, that's not true. Yes, that is true. I will, I will gladly take this off there. You have five. No, I don't have five. I have three. Okay. Same amount as you. No, you had a burner you made before a uh, half shack, whatever this was. That was the same account. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. It, actually, sure it, was. it was. It was. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was. Yeah, Anyways, it was. Um, I'm moving on. I'm not going to pamper to the fans. DC sucks. So is San Diego. Um, I'm starting with the face of the franchise because if you're going to be a franchise, you need someone to sell tickets. You need someone to drive in ratings. You need someone to sell merchandise. And there's only one baseball player who consistently drives up ratings who broke LeBron James 24-hour uh, jersey sale record, and that is Bryce Harper for the face of the franchise. The man brings in money wherever he is. He's the reason why the Nats have a national fan base. Uh, the man is going to be everywhere. He's going to be in all my ads. He is the face of baseball, whether you like him or not. He is the face of baseball. The man is everywhere. He drives in ratings, ticket sales, season tickets. All my games are going to be sold out because of him. And then City is going to be my next pick. So I'm not really worried about you guys taking any of my other stuff. Um, and I'm trying to think where to go. And I want passionate fans. I also want market. If you're an owner, you're going to be in the big time. You got to go to New York. So I'm going to New York, the best city in the absolute world. Spider-Man's there. Spider-Man's not in D.C. because D.C. sucks. So I'm going to New York with Bryce Harper. New York with Bryce Harper. Spider-Man right. was in D.C. for like 20 minutes in that one movie. Yeah, and he <laughs> left because it sucks so much. This is true. This is true. You didn't want to go Vegas and Bryce Harper? Um, I don't believe in places that have deserts, so oh no. <laughs> it is. It is hot, but it's a dry heat. So is okay, an I'm going, <laughs> that's what they say. I'm going face of the franchise and my face of the franchise, I want to go young. I want to go flamboyant. I want to go fun, easy to market, bring in the younger crowd. I'm going Tatis. Interesting. I would have hung up and she said Juan Soto. <laughs> well, he would be my second choice because he's awesome. And I think he is going to be one of the most popular players in baseball over the next few years. But I don't know. Tatis is just a little more flamboyant. His his uh, personality is a little bit 
more out there. And I think that's what fans like. It's fun to watch people bat flip. And I just, I think Tatis is super fun to watch. So he would be the face of my franchise. It's true. Well, Tatis was my first pick. Juan Soto second, but now I feel like if I pick Juan Soto, people are going to say I'm pandering. So, <laughs> oh, God. I already have market. I got to do it. I'm going to take Juan Soto. And it's it, he's just as mar- – or becoming just as marketable as Tatis. He has the Soto shuffle. You know, I think ESPN, who, you know, is obviously the king as far as, you know, sports go – they, you know, broadcasted uh, Soto's interview during the first inning of a spring training game instead of the actual game because it was just that important. So I think he has a lot of marketability that uh, hasn't been tapped into yet, and he's young, exciting, all that stuff that, you know, Tatis has going for him. So I'm going Soto. You're going to talk shit to him, Ryan, like you would if I had picked him? Great pick, Nick. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Sell out. Monty, back to back. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm going to go to stadium. I'm just going to keep going in order. Uh, I think uh, I need something with a retractable roof with the humidity in uh, in Louisiana. Um, so I was thinking about Chase Field, but I'm going to go with Marlins Park uh, and the vibrant colors they have. Uh, obviously, we can you know change those around a little bit, I feel like, but uh, I like the retractable roof. I like the vibrant colors, the neo-modern art there whatever they they want Actually to go with, classified um, as neo-modern art neo-modern. thank you just for, thank you just for the record <laughs> appreciate it and uh yeah and then maybe put uh, instead of a big you know marlin sculpture we could put like a, a big king cake sculpture out there for new orleans hold on absolute alpha move by monty he said he would get rid of them and then he takes her stadium that yes, is a that rich is a, man that is a, that is a rich right white man move <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, what's your next one, Matsy? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the name team name. Uh, I really like uh, you guys know I like puns. Uh, I didn't say oh, no. You know I like <laughs> themes. I'm not. It's not a pun. It's not a pun. I do like. I'm gonna go with a theme though. Here it's New Orleans. Um, I can't go with the Pirates or the Buccaneers um, or Privateers, which is something I would like to do um, because of the Battle of New Orleans with uh, the pirate Jean Lafitte, who helped uh, the Americans beat the British. At the war, uh, it's a great uh, yeah. song about that. Yeah, this is, yep, this is common knowledge. Everyone knows. Trip. Yeah, everyone knows yep. this. But I'm, I'm going to go with uh, you know, baseball is a superstitious sport. Um, uh, I'm, New Orleans uh, is known for uh, voodoo, so we're going to be the uh, the New Orleans voodoo. And uh, there is a former Arena League team that had a pretty sick logo, and I think we'll take that too. That team folded in 2015, so we'll take their logo. I actually, don't mind voodoo. That's not a terrible name. I didn't know that where you were going there. I thought it was going to be like the New Orleans baby cakes, like the, you know, the triple A team or something. Yeah. Nope. I went voodoo. I like that. Voodoo. And then, and then you could reference Serrano for major league. You know, there's a lot of options. Mm-hmm. There. This is true. This is true. I do love New Orleans as a pick. Um, my next one, I'm going stadium because I think as far as importance, team name and uniform, there's plenty of options to choose from. So I don't really care which ones I end up with there, but stadium, This is important. I am in San Diego, so it does get a little hot, but the views top all. This is tough. So I could go with the Potter Stadium, but I don't think that's the best in baseball, and I feel weird if I'm not taking the best in baseball, and I'm the first one to pick a stadium. Oh, well, second one to pick a stadium, but Marlins Park, I mean, that's bottom third in the league. I'm not worried about that. I'm going to go PNC, Pittsburgh. 
uh, because I think it is the best stadium out there. Um, having been there in person, you can sit anywhere in that park and it feels like you're just right there on the field. It's awesome. Never seen anything like it. Um, it's, it's one of kind of, I truly think it's the best stadium in baseball. So that's my pick. Yeah, I really like PNC Park, and that was on my list of my top three. But I am going to go stadium as well, and I'm going to go AT&T Park. I love the view from there. I've never been there, but I've seen a million, you know, where they pan back. You can see the water. You mean Oracle? Is it Oracle now? That's a Giants one, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's Oracle now. Okay. Well, I still think of it as AT&T Park. So Oracle Park. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to take that. I think it's a beautiful stadium. I, I, I'm going to imagine it in D.C. somewhere where you can get a beautiful either skyline view or view of the river, something spectacular like that. So I'm I mean, going. it doesn't matter. They're just going to build crap around it anyways. I know. It is, it is funny that there were supposed to be views from Nats Park. But I would imagine in my, you know, in my hypothetical that they've cited it somewhere where it can be having a nice view. And that view is not condo buildings. <laughs> all right ryan back to back hey you know i was thinking out which way to go about this and i was gonna go pnc before nick did just because the skyline of new york would be fantastic but there's a better stadium and it's dodger stadium i'm going dodger stadium i'm in a big market i need a big stadium and dodger stadium has like sixty thousand seats it's also a beautiful classic with a very nice open outfield I'm going to put that bad boy right facing the East River. It's going to have a very nice view of Rikers Island. Who doesn't love Rikers? Rikers. Rikers. It's going to be gorgeous. Everyone loves it. And now, team names. Um, I When I was thinking this out, I originally had San Diego for Nick Tuckett, and I had a good team name for that. But I want a name that really takes about what New York is, the backbone of New York. It has to play with the city, and that is the bodegas bodegas are the backbone of new york so i am the new york bodegas the greatest team name in the history of team names support your local bodega everyone in new york raves about them they also got cats according to my spider-man video game so i'm going bodegas all right that one's interesting all right i'm going team name next and nationals (laughs) actually mine is way better than the bodegas it's the peppers there was a team called the Newark Peppers that's defunct went out in 1915 when they disbanded the Federal League. And uh, with our Chili's affiliation on this podcast, I think I could go with something as close to the Chili's logo to be the to be the team logo as the Washington Nationals logo is to the Walgreens logo. Think of it as like almost indistinguishable. So there you go. The DC Peppers. <laughs> could say something i'm just gonna leave it i'm just gonna leave it i'm gonna let the poll do the talking um all right i think i'm gonna go uniform because i kind of get my pick of the litter um i don't love the current brown and yellow of the padres some people do not my cup of tea i'm going to something more classic and this is probably blasphemy to any uh Padres fans who who hear this, but I'm going the Dodgers because I think they have the best uniform combination in baseball. It, it's classic with the script, the jersey combinations. It's a clean logo that looks good on a hat. Uh, it's you know the red number on the jersey, the button down jersey that pops. I think it's great. So 
and plus, you know, the color is literally called Dodger blue, but we're, we're going to change that to my team name. And it's going to be insert team name here, blue. So I'm going Dodgers uniform. So are we picking the entire set of uniforms or are we just picking a particular uniform from the entire from set? Entire okay. set. All right. Monty, back to back to round out your, your draft. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, all right. Uh, I'm looking at a uh, purple as a team color. So that kind of uh, leaves me with the Rockies. Um, alt- probably using our alternates a bunch uh instead of the, the white print stripe homes, but yeah, I know we're taking all of them. So we're going to go with the Rockies uh, uniforms um, for that purple color. Cause we want that purple and gold in new Orleans. And then my face of the franchise uh, got a tough call here. Um, I could go with Mike Trout, best player in baseball, but not a bit, you know, he's not marketed well, uh, doesn't market himself a much, much. Uh, I could go with Mookie Betts. He's from Nashville a little bit, uh, still in the South, but, um, I, I kind of want to go with uh, Alex Bregman. He's from New Mexico, but he was a former LSU shortstop. Um, so I think I'm going to go with uh, a little bit of a surprise here with uh, Alex Bregman um, as the face of the franchise for the New Orleans Voodoo. I, every single one of your picks I did not expect coming, which is kind of a testament to your draft strategy when you know, you're con- constantly keeping us off guard. So no, you're not holding back punches here. No, I, uh, yep, and that's why I just went in order, because I wasn't worried about any of you guys taking any of my picks. <laughs> Fair enough. So what's left for you, Nick, is your team name, right? Te- team name, and I wanted, so the rules are you can't copy any current MLB team names, which would be a cop-out anyways. Um, I am going to go with something that kind of honors the San Diego area and means, or, uh, you know, similar to what Ryan did. Um, but rather than, you know, a thing as far as like a, an establishment, like a bodega, I'm going to go with the, the San Diego Seals because you get the, the alliteration there. But there's a huge Navy base in San Diego. So Ronaldo. you get the Seals that way. Yep. And uh, also, you know, you, I can make up something with a seal on the logo that looks pretty. You should have gone Crusaders. I thought about it and I couldn't Both decide. religious plays with San Diego Padres, Friars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't decide which one. I did I did consider that, but I, I liked Seals a little bit better because I'm a big uh, alliteration guy, so I went Seals. All right. Okay, so what do I have left? Uh, uniforms. So my favorite set of uniforms right now is the Brewers. I really, really like their the yellow That's and clean. blue. And those are nice the, ones. I really those like nice those. Ones. However, since I'm staying in D.C., I think I want to stick with the red, white, and blue color scheme. So I'm going to go with the Rangers. I really like their variety of uniforms. They've got the baby blues. They've got the... Yeah, their new ones are nice. Yeah, they've got, the, they've got red uniforms. They've got two different royal blue ones. They've got the, the powder blues. They've got white and grays. They just got a nice range, and I think they're pretty they're pretty good looking. They got some of them that say Texas, and some of them that say Rangers, and a variety of hats that I like as well. So since I want red, white, and blue, we actually have a lot of choices because there's a lot of teams in baseball with red, white, and blue. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go Rangers. I like it. Right, I would have respected the absolute hell out of you, Amanda, if you're like. I want red, white, and blue. I am going the Nationals jersey just as a troll. Oh, I don't like, like the Nationals jerseys, though. This is my problem. I'm a, I'm a little upset you didn't do it just because I would have absolutely respected the play by you. Um, just so, to piss Ryan off, going with the Nationals. It, I, I would have laughed. It would have been fantastic. But 
So I'm thinking about this. The um, I love the A's green jersey. They're so nice. They're pretty. I also like the Orioles black jersey. The Brewers jerseys are nice, but I'm in New York. You got to have pinstripes. It's a New York thing. So I'm stealing the team of New York. I'm stealing the Yankees jerseys, and I want the pinstripes. If you're in New York, you have to have pinstripes. It's just a way passage. I've, I would have laughed so hard if you said the Phillies or like whatever, <laughs> like the White Sox, the team, the team least deserving of the pinstripes. You picked. I thought yeah, that would, that'd be an interesting oh, poll we could do is which team least deserves pinstripes. There's like seven or eight of them now. There's, yeah, a lot of teams there's a are good doing amount. it. Yeah, yeah, Cubs have pinstripes. I actually like the Brewer, like one of the Brewers ones I like. Their they pinstripes they are have pinstripes sharp. now too, but yeah. I like the cream color. I, I don't. Every team's doing white, and I like the Brewers for uh, being a little different. You just, I just, I had to go classic. Yankee jerseys are classic. Yeah, it's a staple, certainly. It's, it's funny you were talking about pinstripes. I know this isn't MLB, but Vanderbilt drives me nuts because they go black with the gold pinstripes. Some people like Vandy's unis. I don't, and I'm probably in the minority there. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like those big into the black jerseys anyway i just feel like there's so many like if you have team colors and black is one of your trim colors or something i don't know i'm not really into the whole the doing only, just a black jersey only black jerseys i like are the orioles because of the orange pops but mm. my high school that uh i went to and now coach at their colors are orange so i've had too much orange in my life to go <laughs> orange again in this draft i always love the orioles like the classic orange orioles jerseys just because i grew up watching the orioles since there were no nats at that point so I, I have a soft spot for the orange. Yep. Okay, recap of the draft. Monty went uh, team in New Orleans, Marlins Park. They are called the Voodoo with the Rockies jerseys, and the face of the franchise is Alex Bregman. I have a team in San Diego. They are called the Seals at PNC Park. They have the Dodgers uniforms, and the face of the franchise is Juan Soto. Amanda has a team in D.C., and they are called the Peppers. They're Peppers. at Oracle Park with the Rangers uniforms and Fernando Tatis as their face. And Ryan has a team in New York. Uh, they are called the Bodegas. They play at Dodger Stadium with Bryce Harper in pinstripes in the Yankees jerseys. So we'll throw that poll up later this uh, what's today? I'm oh, the most basic listening. team of all time. <laughs> you do kind of, but but it's gonna play well <laughs> because it all it kind of meshes. It does. Big city. Yeah. So I'll throw this up. Was that a Matt Adams reference? Saturday. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot he existed. I'll throw it up Saturday or Sunday, depending on when when Twitter is busy. Cool. All right. That was a fun one. I enjoyed that. Speaking of things that are fun, Nick, would you like to tell us about our... Monty, you're going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Monty's doing the ad read. Monty's Uh... doing it. All right. (laughs) What ad read? Fuck us up. (laughs) Monty, you want to give it a shot? I, I, no, I'm good. (laughs) I'm still, I'm still dreaming about my team that I'm going to create on MLB The Show later. (laughs) All right, heaters. As always, we got to talk about Manscaped, the Lawnmower 3.0 should be your number one pick in every draft you do when it comes to men's grooming because it is phenomenal. Talk about it time and time again. There's literally no need to look anywhere else. And if you didn't even look in the first place, well, now I made your life easier and you don't need to look ever because the Lawnmower 3.0 is revolutionary. 
It has quiet stroke technology. It has a flashlight so you can see better. It is waterproof so you can do it in the shower and minimize the mess. It is perfect. And Half Street High Heat, it's got you covered. Go to manscaped.com. Use promo code HSHH20 for 20% off and free shipping on your entire order. No exclusions, no uh, no gimmicks, no anything. Just 20% off, free shipping. It's perfect. Cannot recommend it enough. Whether you want just the lawnmower or you want any of Manscaped's other wonderful, wonderful products that they graciously send us and I am more than happy to use every month. Please, I can't recommend it enough. It helps yourself out, but it also helps us out, which we do appreciate. So please go to manscaped.com, HSHH20 today, 20% off and free shipping. And again, I got to plug the Half Street High Heat store. We have some new merch up there, uh, Shaq-related, RIP. Shaq-related that you can honor your favorite fallen Twitter account and as well as your favorite Nats podcast, among other various merch. You can get literally anything. I was looking at the list the other day, and you can get tapestries. Can you imagine tapestries? I didn't even know. Ryan's oh. ego. Oh yeah, I've got one. If he <laughs> <laughs> big imagine? old let Monty on the pod, <laughs> hang it up in my room. Okay, dreams you, do come true. I was gonna say, can you can you imagine Mont- Monty's room with all the, the, the let Monty on the pod stuff? But Ryan's ego with a tapestry of Shaq, or now I mean maybe it's like in memoriam too. So sorry, babe. The Shaq tapestry stays up during sex. <laughs> Wow. But point being, you can literally buy anything. Is that something you want. someone would normally take down? Like any sort of tapestry? Uh, not, not anyone Ryan would sleep with. I hope not. Um. <laughs> and any tapestry at all, like just like taking oh, things down off the walls well, ahead pre- of time seems weird. <laughs> premarital sex is a sin. So not if you never get married. Um. <laughs> is that how that works? If you never get married, it doesn't count. <laughs> I don't think that logic works. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Now that I'm thinking it through, well, I, almost, I can't see any flaws in that logic at all. I almost said something. I was like, it's a family pod. Never mind. It's it's not premarital if you never get married. Well, think about it. I, okay. All right. A marital, perhaps? Man, this got off the rails. But It did. It sure did. Anyway, uh, go to the store. Buy some stuff. Yeah, Thank go you Go to the much. store. Buy some stuff. It's on sale now. 35% off. So it's a great time to buy right now. All right. Let's... Uh, Let's just move on. <laughs> Monty, you see what you did? Uh, in all the moments I've been on this podcast, that was that was the greatest. <laughs> in, in, in the entirety of them, all of the moments. <laughs> the entire, yeah, in the entirety of all the episodes that I've been on. <laughs> all right. So our first, we're going to do Twitter questions next. We've got quite a few tonight. And our first one's from at Nats Post, who says, how has your sports fandom changed since sports were suspended last year? Yeah, number one heater with an absolute number one question. Um, just wouldn't expect anything else from our number one heater. This is a fantastic question because today is March 11th, um, also known as the one-year anniversary when the NBA was suspended. But I feel like I care less about sports now than I did a year ago. Like, all the things that happened last year, it kind of just made me realize, like, sports don't really matter. Um and also just kind of got into the rhythm of not having sports. Like even sports came back. I didn't really watch as much as I used to. Didn't really check to see how people did. It was also like, it doesn't really matter. It's just sports. Um, it's a leisurely activity in life. Doesn't matter. So yeah, um, sports getting canceled has made me care less about sports. 
Yeah. What about I, you, Monty? Oh, okay. Monty goes. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm with Ryan. Uh, I uh, there's a certain not not so much with the Nationals, but um, obviously. Um, I think baseball is really a chill sport, so it's not. I don't get too intense with that. But with certain other sports that I'm not going to mention, uh, there's uh, it's it can get a little more intense. And, and if a result, if, are you talking about re- soccer on our podcast? Is that no, I, right I'm not. I didn't say anything about it. <laughs> nope. Uh, no, uh, it, things get a little bit more intense, and um, uh, it could ruin my a result. Could ruin my mood or boost my mood. And now it's a little bit, you know, a little bit better in perspective because I've, I've taken a step back and now I can, I can enjoy it more in a way um, in a more reasonable, logical way instead of a unhealthy way. So cool in a way. Yeah. So what about you, Nick? Um, I, along the same vein, I wouldn't say I, I don't care as much. I think I have a greater appreciation for it. It's mm-hmm. maybe I care in a different way, but I think the, the level is still there. Um, like, you know, I, I enjoy playing golf, but I never really watch it. But golf was the first sport to come back after the, you know, hiatus from all sports. So I kind of like just got into watching that because it was like Monty said, it was leisurely. So it was kind of an easy watch and I didn't have to invest a lot. But then once the other sports start coming back, like I wasn't just watching, you know, Caps games or Nats games or what. Not that I could watch Nats games, but, um, you know, I, I was watching all games if it was on i would just throw it on you know if i could stream it or just caught it you know at someone's house somewhere you know i, I would just watch and appreciate what's going on there um so i think i have a, a more well-rounded appreciation of all sports and kind of can just watch it more leisurely but i still do care at a i guess unhealthy level about my teams <laughs> and i will continue to uh, you know uh set them straight when it is uh required you said you said an appreciation of all sports. Just yes, yeah, so soccer Except doesn't soccer. count. Yes, yeah, soccer. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I walked into that. <laughs> you did. You did walk into that. So I um I wouldn't say that I care any less than I did before, but it, I definitely similar to what you just said, Nick. I appreciate it a lot more. It's always been just in the background. You have always loved sports, and it's just been one of those things you can count on. It's like it's just the wallpaper. It's always there. You can always flip on your teams. You can always flip on a game is always on, and all of a sudden there was no sports, and it made me really realize how much I enjoy that when I come home at the end of the day and flip the baseball game on, and that's just kind of the background noise of your evenings, you know what I mean? Or if it's a hockey game, whatever it is that I'm used to watching. And I really, really missed it. And right now I'm realizing as we're almost to opening day and we're not going to be able to be at the stadium, it just, I really miss going to sporting events. There's something about that, that camaraderie of being in a crowd where everybody's pulling in the same direction. And when something good happens, the whole crowd celebrates and you're high-fiving strangers and the whole thing. I just, I miss, I miss the in-person sports a lot. And uh, I'm happy to have them back on TV, of course, but it's not the same. So I think I appreciate how much I enjoy sports more now than I did before. All right. Next question. At B underscore Randone. Why is this one so difficult for you? I don't know. Randone. I'm just not sure why there are so many N's. It's Brandon, but there's an underscore. It's like B Randon. B Randon. Okay. Why is it impossible to find a navy blue tray jersey? It's an excellent question. B. Randon. The team store just said they have them back in stock, so I assume if you call them, they can uh, stonk. Stonk. Yeah, I did kind of say stonk there. Money <laughs> or money always on my mind, so got got to focus on my stonks. 
Uh, but yeah, I think the team store just uh, just tweeted that they have them back in stock. So I'm sure you can uh, find it that way. But yeah, it, it's an <laughs> it's such a Nats move to literally win the World Series in the Navy jerseys. Literally, the Navy jerseys played a part in it because it was like their their team thing. And they have not been on sale, like, widely available. For a year and a half. For a year and a half. And they have missed their window and then some. They missed the, you know, the World Series window, the preseason mm-hmm. window, and a second preseason window. Like Yeah, like, before Christmas, right after they won the World Series, I would have bought everyone I know one of those jerseys. Like, I was just... I was throwing money at any Nats gear I could get my hands on, and now I'm just like, yeah, I'll probably get one when I can find them. <laughs> yeah. It just makes no sense. Like, the World Series gold jerseys were available before a Navy jersey was, and that's yeah. in their regular rotation. Yeah. All right, next question. At Soren McLaurin says, does Kevin smell like flowers? Um, I haven't met Kevin in person, so I'm going to uh, leave this one to you guys. I don't even know who Kevin is. I don't think we employ Kevin uh, on this show. Hmm. Yeah, It's one pursuit takes, but I'm convinced that somebody asked him his real name, and he just made up Kevin. It was the first name <laughs> he could think of. I'm convinced of that. And, and so, yeah, it's he's OPT. He's one pursuit takes. I don't know who this Kevin person is. Yeah. I don't know him. That's Yeah, okay, moving on. We don't know. We don't know who Kevin is, and we don't know what he smells like, so we got no answer for you, at Soren McLaurin. Sorry about that. All right. Next one is at Hernley T. Which player needing a bounce-back season is the most important for the team, and who is most likely to have one? Most important? Um, you can pick, like, eight people because the, right? the team was god-awful last year, and even the people they signed were god-awful last year. Um, looking at you, Eric Thames. Looking at everyone. So I'm <laughs> going to mix it up and go with Josh Bell. If the middle of the lineup is going to make up for the issues that this rotation is going to have, it's going to be around him and Kyle Schwarber. Will they actually? I don't know. Um, most likely person, um, I guess I'll say, I don't know, I guess Strauss. Like I feel Strauss would be pretty good. He's pitched like, what, two innings last year? So I'll go with the cop out and say Strauss. Dang, I was going to, well, sort of, uh, the most important one, I'm going to say is Strauss, because this team is literally built on pitching, even after, you know, the additions they made uh, in the offseason, because they failed to address literally the biggest need they they had going into this, this season, and that was the right-handed power bat. So it is important for the pitchers to do what they're paid to do at a high level. And with Max being another year older and Corbin, um, I just don't think he's going to be that good this year. Just gut feeling. I, I think it's super important for Strauss to pitch at a very high level. Like, I don't think I, I would take like a three, five, three, six ERA. It wouldn't be the end of the world, but I think we're going to need, if we're serious about being contenders, we're going to need him to do pretty well. The most likely to have one. Uh, I, it's, Sounds weird, but I'm going to say Robles just because if he truly is hitting at the top of the lineup, which it seems like he is at this point, he has Soto directly behind him. And, you know, then he has Trey and Bell and Schorber and et cetera, et cetera. So he's going to be in a prime position. So, you know, he he might have a a pretty solid year just because of the fact no one wants to face Juan Soto. So Robles is going to get more pitches to hit. Yeah. 
That's a good point. I I would call I was going to say Robles is my player they need to have a bounce back season the most because in order for that lineup to work, you need Robles to be able to hold down that leadoff spot. It lengthens the lineup so much and if you have to put Trey back up there because Robles is being awful, then it just changes the whole dynamic and Yeah, the lineup looks a lot different if you It do. looks a lot different and I really like the lineup with him you know, assuming that Schwarber and Bell can can regain some of their 2019 form, even if it's not, you know, the, the all-star form. So I'm going to say Robles is the most important. And then most likely, hmm, let's say Will Harris. Yeah, I think that's fine just because he was injured. So Yeah, I think he's like likely he to be a lot better than struggled. he was last year. Right. And he's had a lot of rest. And, you know, he was so lights out the season before and then last year just really such kind of a non-factor that I think he's he's likely to to round back into form. I think there's a lot of guys who are likely to be a lot better than they were last year. But Hudson is one of them, and I think Ryan brought up the point because he's not closing games anymore, so he's not going to. And he hates closing, as he has as he has made clear. I respect the hell out of him for that. Me too. He's, he literally got here and said, "No, please don't make it close. I don't want to close," and literally closed out every single important game. I know. <laughs> And now he's just happy as a clam, I'm sure, to not have to be that guy anymore. But, you know, again, the bullpen, even with Jeffress gone, the bullpen still looks better than it has going into the season in quite a while. So maybe ever for this franchise. Well, and Tanner Rainey's the closer of the future. Yeah, yeah I like uh, everyone in pal. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. Friend, uh, yeah. Friend of the show. Yep, friend of the show. Friend of the show. All right. What do you think, Monty? Uh, I'm going to go, uh, I think we need our, all, all of our starting pitchers to have a bounce back year, uh, really importantly. Um, but I'm going to take a moment, uh, to go with our catcher. I'm going to plug CK's article from the other day about Jan Gomes. I think, uh, I think we really need Jan Gomes to have a bounce back year and, and show us, finally show us uh, a little more. Um, I think he had a pretty good couple of months at the tail end of 2019 going into the the playoff run but other than that we haven't really seen what made him an all-star in cleveland um and i'd really like to see him have a bounce back year uh and be you know hold off you know really take that catcher spot since he's on his own now um so uh, ck wrote a nice article um i think it's it's titled uh the uh, success national success and dies yeah that was a good one Yep, um, and uh, most likely to have one, I I I would like to go and and, and say Strauss just like uh, just like Ryan did, but I'm gonna go with uh, with a little bit of a surprise here with uh, Ryan Zimmerman facing just lefties. Yeah, or facing mostly lefties. I think he it, has. It's his first real pr- platoon partner, so yep, he's gonna get the opportunity, and it's not even a platoon really. He's gonna. I don't even. I guess we're we're there's still going to be interleague, so there's going to be times where he can DH. But yeah, I think he'll I think he'll do better in that role. Um, obviously, I don't think he'll get enough at bats to really be uh, as productive as some of the other players. But it's hard to you know, like I said, I would have originally gone with Strauss, but I wanted to give another answer. So I actually think it will benefit him not having so many at bats since he's had trouble staying healthy. I think For he's sure. had more rest than he's ever been able to have in his career coming into the season. And if he's you know playing against lefties pretty much exclusively you know, he's going to have a whole lot more days off to keep himself healthy so and, and a lot of times it's, it's the plantar fasciitis that he has right that's that flares up i think mm-hmm. um, yeah so but rest should help that yeah absolutely absolutely and i like the jan gomes answer too i think um if you could have a bat that's even remotely something they have to account for at the bottom of the at bottom of the order then that makes a big huge difference if if they get through the top 
five and then they don't really have to worry about anything anymore until they get back to the top of the lineup, then, you know, that obviously is a huge problem. If, if Gomes can, if Gomes can be any semblance of what he was when he was an all-star, then that would go a long way. He really hasn't been, he hasn't been awful particularly, but he, but he the just bar was been, not high. For, yeah, for and, right. Exactly. We we're conditioned to very, very low standards in that position. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like he's never been he hasn't he hasn't been terrible, but he's never been what you thought you were getting when you when you got him. So hopefully he can he can be that this year. It'll be cool to see if he can develop a better rapport with some of our pitchers, too, because, you know, he he hasn't looked particularly great behind the plate, um, which was kind of weird because that was really his thing in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the better defensive catchers in baseball, and we haven't really seen that, like Monty said. Um, but if he can develop a better rapport, he's going to get more opportunity now, and they're going to lean on him because he is the only one. Um, but he didn't call as good of a game as Suzuki, and pitchers preferred Suzuki, um, you know, when when it was the two of them. So it'll it'll be interesting to see if those same pitchers just go to Gomes or if they bring someone else in or if they trust a young guy, it'll be interesting to see who kind of carries that, you know, personal catcher role. Yeah. And I'm curious to know if now that it will be less of a platoon situation than it's been since he's been here, if he'll maybe find more at the plate as well as hopefully find something more defensively because he did have a lot of days off. And I I feel like a lot of baseball players and maybe he's one of them really needs that day-to-day rhythm. Uh, but he also might have just fell into the the curse of the Nationals catcher. Yeah, so. it's true. It's where catchers' careers come to die. Yeah, ever since uh, Wilson Ramos tore his ACL, it's been, it's yeah. been terrible. Yeah. It, there have been some way worse situations than Jan Gomes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. Let us not dredge up our nightmares. Okay, next question. At Kiss Me Trey says, what are your thoughts on Castro at third? Playing third, fine. Um, if he's hitting third, this team is in deep, deep, deep trouble. Um, but yeah, I mean, defensively, third's fine, especially if Kibum struggles. You can swipe him over the third and bring up Garcia to play second. Um, I think Kibum is going to be struggling, to be honest with you, so I don't think this is out of the realm of possibility. But he would be suffice defensively at third if he did have to move over there. Yeah, I agree. I think this is something we end up seeing. Uh, because Kibum hasn't looked spectacular in spring training, certainly not enough to like quell any fears you have about him going into the season as the starting third baseman without anyone to challenge him. Um, I think Luis Garcia, we might see at some point. I would prefer him to stay in the minors, but you know, out of necessity, we might might see him. Um, but also, I I, I could see uh, Josh Harrison kind of slotting into an everyday role if he provides just like solid number like a like a good bench bat numbers Davey's going to put him in the lineup because Keepum's not even providing that so it's it's an upgrade over what you have so I, I think we could see Josh Harrison and you know Casho is fine at third I don't have any problems with that Monty what are your thoughts uh I I believe in Carter Keepum uh just to just out of hope um but I I agree with 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 Ryan and Nick if if he continues to struggle which again I'm I'm going to I'm going to hope he doesn't and I'm going to I'm going to believe in him and say he's not going to but if he does Castro's there uh Harrison's there it's just it's kind of crazy to be talking about third base over the last couple of years when when we've gone from Zimmerman into Rendon um 
basically our entire time in DC, other than 05. And Vinny Casilla too. I mean, show yeah, some Vinny, respect. <laughs> my bad, my bad. The one year uh, and Yunel Escobar for the one year Rendon was out for like most of the year. <laughs> but um, it's just crazy to be talk about third base again, and it's just when it's been solidified for so long. But yeah, yeah, I want Keyboom to be the guy that he was advertised to be. I just I, I hope to, but I don't see it right now. And, and yeah, spring training right now isn't doing anything to mollify those concerns. So I don't know. I think it's likely that we might see Castro at third. It's good that we at least have somebody else we can move over there. And I actually am quite eager to see Castro this year. I mean, we really didn't get to see him at all before he hurt himself last year. So yeah, I, I expect we probably will see it. Maybe Kibun will come up and, and, find a swing and, and look a little better and be able, but I think they're going to give him a long leash. I think if we do see Castro at third, it's going to be a while. I think they want to make sure before they torpedo the key boom experiment that it's the experiment is good and over. You know what I mean? Yep. All right. Um, at Tim Sawinski says, is Monty real? Monty, I'm going to let you take this one. No, uh, nope. <laughs> I, I, it's, I'm an, I'm actually a paid actor. Um, uh, I'm just another one of Nick or Ryan's accounts that um, of the 86 that they they handle on Twitter to, uh, you know, drive the movement. He's our uh, AI program that we got to to speak for us. <laughs> yeah, I'm not real. No. Um, All right. Well, there's your answer. The answer is w- no. Monty is yeah. not real. <laughs> I wish I was real. <laughs> I wish I were a real boy. Okay. At D.S. Mendel says, when will at on the pod someday be allowed on? Monty, I'm going to let you take this one. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to being on here all the time. Uh, whether or not you guys invite me, I've figured out how to get in. Um, so you're stuck with me. Um, I'm in now. I got my foot in the door, and you keep trying to slam it, but my foot's there. So you're stuck Ow. with me. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, there you go. Um, okay, we're to our last segment of the evening, which is our one big thing. Um, Monty, why don't you start? I would like to go last. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ryan. Yeah, I'll go. Um, so this last week, uh, Mayor Bowser at the, did not give an answer <laughs> on giving attendance to Nats games and a bunch of middle-aged people on Twitter had a complete and utter hissy fit and mental breakdown over this because apparently this is a really big deal. Um, and I just, I just couldn't believe it. I was, first of all, this is the least surprising news of all time. DC has been pretty strict the entire time. Her sister literally just died of COVID. Um, the caps don't have fans right now. They're the only team in their division that doesn't have fans. So this like really wasn't a surprise, but people were losing their minds, like calling her a communist, saying their freedoms are being imperative. This is absolute like all these profanities and everything. And it was just it was just really funny to me because if you're getting that upset to not go to a baseball game in the middle of a pandemic that killed 530,000 people um, after all the civil unrest, after the fact that our democracy teetered on the verge of collapse, and this is what you're most upset about, you kind of got to like look yourself in the mirror. And you're also, if you're that upset, I might recommend talking to someone professionally. Might be able to help because it's not okay to be that upset. Like, I want to go to a game too also, but I'm not going to have a mental breakdown over it. Like, if you can't go to opening day, darn, you can't go to a game when it's 50 degrees and rainy outside, you'll probably go to one in May when it's 80 degrees and gorgeous. Like, I don't know, you're going to go to a game at some point, 
please reevaluate priorities and reconsider things if you're literally having a breakdown on the internet because you can't go to a baseball game in the middle of a pandemic for like the first week or whatever it is of the season. End rant. <laughs> I love Shaq. Rant. I love Shaq. <laughs> Shaq's dead. Shaq's always in our hearts though. <laughs> uh, my one big thing isn't that exciting. Uh, to me it is, but just a self plug. I have my first article, my debut on the half street high heat website ranking the MLB stadiums. I, you know, up front, I've not been to all of them. I definitely plan to, but I am not broken up about it that I can't do it just yet. Um, but I've been to 16 of the current 30 and I've seen another three. So I have a pretty good foundation, but if anyone has been to stadiums that I have not been to, feel free to, you know, um, reinforce what my opinions are of those stadiums what my rankings are or tell me i'm wrong i'm, I'm happy to hear it and i on there you'll see i indicate where where i've been and where i haven't been so if you have uh any more information please pass it along i'm, I'm all ears i like that uh, yeah i'm looking forward to the other two parts of those well you haven't even seen the first one so you're saying you're, you 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 don't want to you don't want, <laughs> well i'm saying you only you're... care about 67 percent of them 66.66 actually I, I round up <laughs> i i read the first part and uh it's it's pretty fun i disagree with quite a bit of it but it's it's good it's fun and nick li does like talking about it so well thankfully your opinion doesn't matter so yeah. wow yeah. i told you nick yeah. is salty tonight just... yeah he's he, he's just so happy and he's deflecting that I'm <laughs> he's here, just so. so happy all right my one big thing tonight isn't um super uh, something everybody's already talking about, I guess, so it's not super original, but um, it's it's Women's History Month, so um, I want to point you all to the website, to Monty's Women in Baseball series. Right now, there is Alyssa Nacken and Jackie Mitchell. Um, I'm not sure when the next one's coming, but I'm sure there will be one at some point. Monty, do you have any, have you picked the next one yet? Uh, I've, I'm still in the, I'm still working um, in the pre-writing stage of, uh, but we're looking at uh, Rachel Robinson um, for the next Women in Fantastic. Baseball. All right, great. So anyway, in honor of Women's History Month, if you haven't already read those, you should go check them out at the website. And if you have already read them, you should go read them again. Monty, are you ready all now right. for your yes, one Yes, I am. Thing? I am ready. I was ready before. <laughs> I just wanted to go last because um, all jokes aside, uh, it is the 100th episode. And I just wanted to congratulate uh, the three of you on on this pretty awesome achievement um, without killing each other. Um, I know... <laughs> 98 day uh 98 episodes without uh without Shaq getting suspended before you know couldn't quite get to that 100 but pretty close Miracle. um but uh you know a couple of years ago I remember when you guys first started I that was one of my first interactions with Shaq I was uh I remember he said I think he said something he was comparison comparing Robles to Michael A. Taylor and I think I got into it with him and uh I don't know what happened with the outcome of that fight who won that fight or anything it doesn't matter um but uh it's crazy to think that you know, I was listening back then, and now, now here we are, 100 episodes later, uh, my first episode, and uh, being part of the team, I just wanted to congratulate you guys on, you know, 100, 100 episodes. Oh. Monty stopped listening after that. That was the only episode he's actually ever listened to. <laughs> I think I did say in that, in that interaction that I was like, I'm not listening to another episode. I was like, okay, sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was a brilliant move. I remember you, ever, you two know. getting in a pissing match on Twitter. I had completely forgotten about that until you just yeah. brought it up. And now I'm wearing a shirt. And now you're wearing a Shaq shirt. Look at that. 
Oh, how the turntables. <laughs> Ultimate power move by Shaq. <laughs> Monty well, thank you so much. You since, had to buy it. <laughs> really, thank you sincerely, Monty. That's very yep. nice. And I, we should congratulate you in turn on the blog, which has been spectacular. You guys are killing it. Um, you and the uh, and all the other writers. Everybody's got great content. There's new stuff almost every day. Um, it's really, really fantastic. I'm really happy with the website. I know we all have worked so hard to get that to where it is. So we're doing a lot of self-congratulation here on our 100th episode, but we also need to thank you, the listeners. Um, obviously there's, we wouldn't be doing this without you. So we really appreciate you guys tuning in to each episode and interacting with us on Twitter and um, just generally being awesome. So thank you very much. You guys got anything to add before we get out of here? Nope. I think we're, uh, we're all, we're all good. Here's to a hundred more. Yeah. And to a uh, hundred more. The podcast went uh, half street full Monty for the first time. <laughs> so, You've been waiting the whole time to say that, haven't you? Yeah. Yes, the, you get that shirt at the uh, at the at the store. <laughs> <laughs> it is the self congratulatoryest episode. Is that a word? No, it's not. It should be. Anyway, go check out the store um, at T Public. You can find the link on the website, which is at halfstreethighheat.com. Make sure you check out the YouTube channel, the Rundown with Half Street High Heat. And we will be back at you in a couple days. I don't do it anymore because Ryan makes fun of me. Later. There's a new breeze blowing off the banks of the Potomac. A new team's mowing down the ranks of their opponents. The Nationals are smashing balls so that the commentator who has the calls has passed the wall to see you later. Let's go. By the early light of dawn, well you can see they're running scared Cause the kinds of bombs we're launching are bursting in the air Tell the Library of Congress that they might not want to look Cause we're putting curly W's in every book Let's go Nats, we've got a game to play Most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool. I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. 
Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.